With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. I've talked to quite a few leaders recently who are feeling run down, exhausted, and burned out. Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul, your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. Thanks for being here today. If you ever feel like you're running on empty or maxed out, but you still have that pressing need to get more done, I want to let you know you're not alone. And it's not just during times like the coronavirus and the shelter at home. And I know for myself, many times throughout my life, I've had a nasty habit of running myself into the ground until I was sick, exhausted, snippy, no good to anyone. And that's no way to, to live, and it's certainly no way to lead. If you want to sustain your impact and your leadership goals, it's essential that you're able to maintain your energy and use your time effectively, as, as effectively as you can. So I want to give you today 10 different ways to manage your energy, to navigate your leadership responsibilities and avoid burnout. And so I'm going to split these into two groups. The first five are ways to manage your energy. And then the second five are ways to get more done with the time you do have focused on productivity. So let's start with managing your energy. The first invitation I have for you here is to stop thinking in terms of work-life balance. You know, when I hear that phrase, the problem I have with it is that it separates work and life like they're two different things. And so there's like, you know, there's your work and then you squeeze in all of your life into the rest of whatever is left. And that's not a healthy way to look at it. You have a life, and work is part of that life. So when you think of work versus life, you start taking from one to supplement the other, and in short order, you're literally fighting yourself. And that produces that stress and fatigue. So a healthier perspective on what you do and why you do, it's important to making good decisions. So if you've thought of work and life as two different things, I would invite you to reframe How does your work integrate with and serve your life? They're part of a whole. Next tip on managing energy is to know your why. One time I'd woken up in a hotel a thousand miles from home. Karen had just texted me as I left the hotel on my way to a client where I was going to facilitate a Winning Well leadership workshop. Her message, go change some lives. That's my why. Investing in people and helping people become the best leader they can be fuels me. It's why I do this podcast. It's why I wrote Winning Well with Karen and why we've written Courageous Cultures. It's coming out in July. Helping people become the best leader they can be motivates me. It's the literal energy behind what I'm saying right now. Your why is your greatest source of leadership energy. So why are you leading? It's the answer to many questions, especially when you don't feel like it and it's taking real effort and energy to lead. What's your purpose? What's your purpose? Why did you sign up? 
If you're wise about the power, the prestige, or the pay that comes with your leadership or management role, you're going to run out of steam. There's just never going to be enough power, fame, or money for your sacrifice and the work that it takes. But serving your people and the purpose in your work can be endless sources of energy. Tap into those, reconnect with your why, let those ground you and energize you. Next, as you're managing your energy, watch out for your energy drains. What gives you energy and what depletes your energy? I'm an introvert. I love being with people, but I also know that it depletes my energy. If I do it long enough, I can actually become physically ill. So when I conduct a multi-day workshop with groups that you know are going out to dinner and having fun at night, I'll try to join one of those nights, but the others I'll explain, I want to be my best for the workshop, and I'll forego one night of fun to ensure that I get the solitude necessary so I can recharge my emotional batteries and do the best for them. If you're an extrovert, are you spending time with people who energize and motivate you in the direction you want to go? Are you taking time to reflect on your relationships? And those are just two examples. You're familiar with the introvert-extrovert dynamic, but there are so many other things that give or drain energy. And the more you can pay attention to those, limit your energy drains, and make sure that you're getting enough of the things that fill your energy, the more you'll have. And that sounds easy, but it takes intentional focus. It's easy to just allow your life to happen as opposed to choosing the level of energy you're going to maintain in your emotional tank. One of those energy drains for every human being is making decisions. Decisions take energy. So the next suggestion I have is to make fewer decisions. The more decisions you make in a day, the more difficult it becomes to make the next one. So stop making decisions that you don't need to make. Ask your team to make the decisions they should make. Unsubscribe from unhelpful email that saps your decision-making energy. Make low-risk decisions quickly. If the consequences are minimal, make the decision quickly, move on. Don't linger there. And finally, when it comes to decisions, make decisions once. This is an old and essential productivity tool. Look at your email once. Then either delete it, act on it, schedule it for a future action, put it in a file related to its project, or you can put it in a maybe read later file, which of course will never get read, but then at least it's not in your inbox making you think about it over and over again. Make decisions once and get moving. Now the fifth and final suggestion I have for managing your energy is to get outside of your bubble. This is something that will help your energy and the quality of your leadership decisions. I'm talking about connecting with people outside of your team and organization. Now, in the world outside of Corona, that's easy by you know going to conferences and different networking events, and there's all sorts of opportunities. So right now, you'll have to work more intentionally to do this, but it's still very possible. LinkedIn is a phenomenal place to get connecting with other people. You already have connections outside of your immediate team, outside of your organization. Who can you connect with that's going to help you see how what you're doing relates to your community and to the world? to get some insights that can re-inspire you and new ideas that you can use with your team. Call one of your colleagues in another organization and just ask them, how are they doing and how are they reacting and responding? And what's one great technique that they have found that they're using right now? Getting that new perspective that's outside of your bubble 
can breathe new life and new energy into your work and into your leadership. So now let's shift our focus to getting more done. So as you take care of yourself and you manage your energy, let's look at how you're leading and where you can get more done in ways that will serve your team and get you the results that you want to achieve. Let's start with, and if you're a a longtime listener of the show, this will come as no surprise. Number one, mind the MIT. One of my mantras is infinite need, finite me, mind the MIT. MIT stands for most important thing. If your list is feeling overwhelming, that's because it is. There will always be more to do than you can possibly achieve. Recognize it, embrace it, and let go of your need to do everything. You can't, and trying to cling to that will drive you crazy. Doing more in less time isn't always the answer. In fact, it's a poor choice when it distracts you from taking effective action where it matters most. So start by getting crystal clear about your MIT, your most important thing. What's the strategic goal you've got to achieve in the next three months? What's the MIT for this week, for today, for the next hour? Get focused and mind the MIT. Do that MIT first whenever possible. Whether it's the MIT for today, get that done first if you can. If it's the MIT for this hour, get it done. And then worry about the things that aren't as important and aren't going to add as much value. Number two, communicate for results. Most leaders think they've communicated, but if you go ask their teams what their leader said, it gets murky fast. So don't let that happen to you. You know the MIT, so clarify it for your team. Be clear about what needs to happen, when it will be done, the specific next steps and the follow-up. And don't leave the understanding to chance. Use a good check for understanding and ensure that everyone on the team is on the same page. You don't know that they know until you hear them say it back. Your check for understanding can be real simple. The end of the conversation, hey, I want to do a quick check for understanding here. Let's make sure we're on the same page. What are you hearing me say? What's your understanding? Walking out of here. And if you're not on the same page, then keep going until you get there. Next, schedule the finish. This is one of the most important productivity tools. After checking for understanding and making sure you're on the same page, scheduling the finish will save you so much time and heartache. Good intentions, talented people, and strong commitments don't ensure results. It would be nice if they did, but they don't. You'll reclaim all sorts of wasted time if you don't leave the finish to chance. Schedule the finish by making an appointment on your calendar or the other people involved calendars for the next step or follow-up. So for example, if the team's going to send a referral request to their top 10 customers, you would schedule a finish by letting them know that at the next meeting, you will ask them to submit their list of who they emailed and what they heard back. If you're delegating a project, you schedule the finish by putting a 10, 15 minute meeting on the calendar and the person you're delegating to of when you're going to meet for them to give the project, the completed project, back to you. When you have an accountability conversation, scheduling the finish means you schedule a time where you're going to take a look and see if whatever you were talking about has actually happened. Scheduling the finish is about closing the loop. You've set an intention 
When are you going to close the loop and make sure that that intention was followed through? It's a practice that takes all of those good intentions, your talented people, the strong commitments, and ensures that they turn into results. The next way to ensure you're getting more done with the time you do have is to build a more powerful team. Your work as a leader is to bring people together to get results you can't do on your own. The better your team, the more time you'll have to do the work that only you can do. So learn your team members' confidence and competence levels so you can quickly have the conversations that are going to help them grow. Do they need encouragement? Do they need some coaching, performance feedback? Do they need training or teaching? Or are they a high performer who needs encouragement, who needs to be given some way to take that next step to improve their capacity or their impact? Maybe you can use the nine what's coaching model we've discussed in other episodes to help them solve problems on their own. And if you're not sure, ask every individual, how can I help you be more effective? How can I help you to get done what you're doing and listen for opportunities where you can invest in their growth? And finally, the next suggestion to get more done with the time you have is to do less. If you recall the own the ugly process, ugly is an acronym. U, what are we underestimating? G, what's got to go? L, where are we losing? And Y, where are we missing the yes? That G step, what's got to go? What's not working? Where can you improve your processes? What can you stop doing altogether? What can you do more efficiently? You'll find answers to these questions, but only if you actually take the time to ask the question and then commit to the solutions. As you eliminate those inefficiencies and the unnecessary tasks, resist the urge to reschedule that time. Especially if your work requires any creativity or problem solving, you'll get a a great return on the investment of some built-in margin where you intentionally allow yourself and your team to think, reflect, and recharge. So ask what's gotta go and eliminate the things that are not adding value. I did not get any questions this week, so I'm going to leave you with the invitation to submit your question. Uh, Love answering your questions. You you can submit your question at leadershipwithoutlosingyoursoul.com. There's a big orange button. You can click that and record your question, your name, tell us where you're from, and I will answer your leadership or management-related question or a question related to any of their prior episodes in a future episode of the show. I've learned the hard way that you are no good to anyone when you're an exhausted, irritable mess. You just can't lead well. But there is a temptation that creeps in for many leaders where we expect someone else to manage that for us. And the reality is that, yes, good organizations that have a healthy culture will try to balance their expectations and what they're asking of people. But ultimately, the responsibility, particularly as a leader, is for you to take care of yourself. No one can take care of you for you. And so as you start using these 10 practices to manage your own energy and to be more productive with the time you do have, even by doing less, you're not only taking care of yourself and leading from a healthier place, you're also modeling those strategies for your team. And when you do that, you're on your way to being the leader you'd want your boss to be. Until next time. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.